haven't done a listener stories episode in a while so it's one of my favorite kinds to do yeah um, so I'm excited because I think it's kind of good we haven't done one in a while because we've got so many yeah um, and I think we're gonna do them in a couple parts yeah but if you hear your story then hello mm-hmm. thanks for sending it in yes and anyone that hasn't I mean what are you doing with your life yeah come on come on we're getting back to our roots right here yeah it is <laughs> with the listener stories so, yeah. Um, I think we always sort of plan to do one on a weekend, but yeah. we, then we end up just having so many guests and so many, yeah. it just kind of has, has fall, fallen by the wayside. So I'm excited to get back Me into too. doing these, some. And Like I said, these are one of They're kind of our bread favorite. and butter. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't be funeral stories because without some funeral stories. They're from our family. That's from our right. funeral stories family. We love you guys. And yes. also, side note, if you send this in, which... You probably will. You can also call. I'll give the number yeah. when I find it because I forgot what the number was. <laughs> um, but when you send these stories in, we just realized that Laura and I both, we read them and then we type a reply. But then we're usually like, oh, no, we didn't. We don't know if Laura has read it or I'm like, I don't know if Laura's read it. Laura didn't know if I've read it. And then you should have seen how many drafts we had in our draft yeah. order that we thought we had sent. So we're sorry if we didn't reply. We're not very good at correspondence. Mm-mm. If you don't hear from us, it don't take it personally. It's just, it's hard to manage an account that two people yeah. are on. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll get an email while I'm driving and I have enough time to Re- yeah. read it because I'm so excited that I've gotten one. Yeah. But I want to sit down and actually write a re- a reply that means something and you know think about what I'm going to say and then I also want Casey to read it and 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 I mean we we just don't want you guys think we're assholes yeah we love this yeah but we're just we're just not good at it we're not we're not good we should we should fire ourselves we're like that person who loves karaoke but they can't sing a sing a tune so I'm I'm like me (laughs) no you have a great voice oh okay so but that's what it's like (laughs) that's our comparison yes (laughs) so sorry guys we love y'all Okay. And now you're going to hear some of your stories. Yay. Yay. So to kick things off, this is actually someone that I know that was very cool to us at a age when we needed someone to yeah. be cool. It's uh, one of my dear friends, aunts, her Aunt Laura. Aunt so Laura. thanks, Aunt Laura. Yay. Um, and she says, I have attached an obit of sorts that I wrote for my Bella, which was her dog. Aww. Bella was given to Parker by my old boyfriend. Parker is her daughter. Okay. Bella was given to Parker, who came to our love show. What's up? Aww, Shout out Parker. to Parker. Yeah. I know. I wish I got to hang out. Yeah. She's so cool. Aww. Bella was given to Parker by my old boyfriend who died unexpectedly in a boating accident. Oh, no. That story is long with an even longer history. We will have to wait on that one. Aww. Murray and I separated households in April, and he died at the end of July. 
Murray wanted to get us a new dog for protection because he didn't want to give up Bella and did not want us to live without a dog. Murray and I had 17 years of friendship behind us before we became romantically involved. Our friendship remained solid, just momentarily banged up and bruised. I reminded him that he had gotten Bella for Parker and that I was not ready to have a full-time dog. My new place had a fenced-in yard and we decided on joint custody because he traveled so much. Naturally, she came with us full-time when he passed. And as she was truly attached to him, it was as if we were losing a part of him all over again. Mm. I wrote this to send to her people because it was too much to talk about and too personal for social media. Mm. I have edited some parts from the original only slightly. I failed her in the night she died. Bella never got in trouble outside, and we live on four acres with four acres of woods on each side of us. The dogs nearby were losing their minds barking while she was out, and if she had if she had barked, I couldn't tell her over the others. I noticed she hadn't asked to come back in yet and went out to call for her. I had just returned home from work and was going over my list for the following day. I was preparing to help a friend with her brother's memorial service. Ironic. After the failed search attempt until almost 4 a.m., I text my husband, Johnny, who was working the night shift. We started looking again when he got home at 8. She had gotten in the creek. Now I think that she was losing her eyesight, and once she was in the water, she must have panicked and couldn't see where where to get out. I couldn't share that for a long time. Anyway, write it down, sit with it, have coffee with it. I'll work on Aunt Annie Ruth's story for you. She is who we put on the porch. It's pretty good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they have a. She has a story about somebody she put on the. the I love like, that. Yeah, so that was just her first story. I can't wait for that. Okay, and here's the. Um, oh my God, there's so many pictures. I know. And so here's the the obit for Bella. Bella was adopted from the Glen County Humane Society on October 26, 2005, by Murray McGarvey. Murray chose Bella when she was only six weeks old. She had to be eight weeks before he could bring her home. Murray kept her a secret from my daughter, Parker, and I until we brought her home at eight weeks. We were totally surprised. Bella's personality was unlike any other dog I have ever known. Bella was sweet and playful as a puppy. And she, as she aged and came into her personality, we teased and often called her cat dog because she was fiercely independent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would approach you when she wanted affection and she could not be forced to do much of anything. Mm-hmm. Bella's favorite pastimes as a pup were trash can diving, okay. expensive shoe eating, and long walks. Sounds like a good dog. Car rides were her very favorite. She loved other animals and she had lots of dog and cat friends. Bella had better manners than most children and was a welcome guest in many of our friends' and family's homes. She even earned her own chair at her Aunt Holly's house, where she enjoyed time with her cat cousins. (laughs) Bella was a dedicated watchdog. Even if she knew and loved you, there would be no entering our home without one of us being there. The security she provided Parker and I over the years is something I will remain thankful for. I never worried about Parker being home alone. I knew Bella had it covered. I am forever grateful to her for that. When Johnny and I married, Bella behaved like a teenage girl with a quote unquote, you are not my real dad (laughs) attitude. (laughs) Johnny fed her bacon and other delights to win her affection to no avail. (laughs) Bella loved her kennel. It was her safe room. Johnny would call her and she would walk directly into her kennel and keep her butt facing him. (laughs) 
Oh my god! Not even acknowledging his existence. That's petty. Oh my god, love it. She knew she was being rotten after eight years of marriage and him continuously trying to win her affection. She finally gave in over the last six months or so. Bella was not the kind of dog who loved everyone. She was selective in her circle and she had favorites: Jeannie, Holly, Aaron, Beth, Carmen, Uncle Layton, Suzanne, and Jen. Thank you all for the love and assistance and care for her over the years. Mm. Bella enriched our lives. Bella left us unexpectedly October 22nd, 2016. Mm. Although her health had been declining, we believed we still had plenty of time with her. We recently moved to property on a tidal creek. We did not realize that her eyesight was failing and she did not return when she went out before bed. Mm. July, our male... Didn't need to go out, so she was out alone. I looked for hours through the woods, hoping she had gotten tangled in some vines or something other other than what was. Johnny found her when the tide went out in the morning. Our hearts are broken. I miss the jingle of her tags, the additional layer of white dog hair covering, not only the floor, but any and everything she touched. I miss her walking past my legs and rubbing her entire body against against them, finally stopping me stopping for me to scratch between her eyes or her walking under my legs as I sat at the table positioning her head to the left of my knee and her butt to the right so that I could pet both of her favorite spots at once I miss her snoring we put her to rest under an old oak tree that I can see from our bedroom window more importantly it is near the compost pile that she loved visiting (laughs) nightly. She could be found standing around hanging with an old cat and a huge possum. (laughs) Johnny and Parker dug her grave. We wrapped her in a blanket that at one time or another, Murray, Parker, Johnny, and myself have slept under, Mm -hmm. and she often slept on. In her blanket, we placed one of Murray's shirts and a can of wet dog food. Mm -hmm. I know Murray and her cousin's Hoppy, Hoppy, Jill, and Booger met her as she crossed. (laughs) I take comfort that she will meet me when I cross. I will always be grateful to Murray for many things, but I'm grateful the most for bringing Bella into our lives. I will never forget you, my sweet Bella girl. Thank you for your love, loyalty, and friendship. You were a damn good dog. I love you and will miss you until I see you again. Rest in peace. Okay, this that one really I'm like looking down trying to (laughs) color and not yeah not cry because that is and the pictures are so cute. That's thanks for that story. That is so heartbreaking. Thanks so much, Aunt Laura, for your story. <sighs> and for, sweet Bella for just killing us all right yeah here. yeah <laughs> it's funny how like a lot of times the dog ones the God. pet ones just get you so much harder they than- do I was talking about that with someone recently who has lost people and we're like we have lost very very close people to us why is it the dog thing that sends us into a spiral it's it's so weird it's so because they're so loyal yeah humans have a dark side dogs don't yeah i love you girls but you need it outside (laughs) so oh Oh, man okay so this one is from oh no i just lost it this one is from i believe it's jessica huerta Mm -hmm. is that right um we're not good at names. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here I go. Here she goes through me. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple weeks now and I'm in love with it. I listen to your episodes when I'm at work and cannot stop laughing in my head and crying at my desk. Yeah. 
I've worked in the funeral and funeral industry for a couple of years before I moved on to working in a hospital and going to school to become a nurse to work in hospice. Oh, she's one of those. Mm, she's mm. one of those saints. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> now I have tons of emotional and funny funerals that it's so hard to choose from, but I have one that I just sat with my mind, my mind blown. So it was during the summertime and a young man passed away very young, 24, I believe. Anyway, his family was in a music group and they were de- detailed when it came to planning his funeral service. So we have rules at the funeral home like any other. Yeah. And those rules are no drinks in the chapel, no drugs, no smoking, and no Fair. alcoholic beverages. Fair. Okay. So this family was definitely not going to put up with our no alcoholic <laughs> beverages rule. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And started drinking outside in the car and would come in. And like some of y'all know, summer and drinking is the worst. <laughs> the father of the deceased came came up to one of our funeral directors and asked if they could do a cockfighting event because his son loved cockfighting and we were speechless. Okay. We never got asked about anything like that. And since our funeral home is based on celebrating the life of their loved one, we were like, okay, but please, any mess, the family will have to clean it up. Well, that didn't work out. The roosters were everywhere, shitting all over the place. Oh, my God. No one was watching the roosters because they were all drunk. Most of the women couldn't even walk. Some threw up in our halls and some peed on the floor of the bathroom. What? It was the worst. And, of course, once we cleared everyone out, no one from the family came to help with the disaster. And we were the ones to clean it up. And this was a funeral home of only four people. Oh, my God! Hopefully, this was a great one. That's nuts. That is crazy. I mean, I guess grief is weird. Yeah, grief is <laughs> weird. Can I fight some roosters? They're probably like, we're uh, yeah, we're going to have a cockfight, and no, we're not going to clean this up, because we paid you. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, no, ma'am, that was not included oh, in the Oh, all right. Thing. Interesting. Okay. Well, wow. then, okay. That's a good one, for sure. Yeah, I'd say that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to judge people. You're like, oh... Cruelty to animals. But then there's also this part of me that goes, I mean, it's, it's grief is just, it, it's hard for me to judge people while they're grieving, but then at the same time, you lost like, a 24 year old son. But, yeah. Okay. God, yeah. 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 I don't know how I feel about Oh, yeah. I when, feel great that you shared that story because it is a doozy. <laughs> yeah. And I can't imagine the other stories you have. Yeah. Oh my God. Keep them coming. For real. Okay. So, and thank you. Yeah. So. This one is from Angie. Angie. Hi, girls. I just started listening to your podcast, and I'm obsessed. Thank you. I'm convinced that if I didn't live all the way in Indiana, you guys would love me, and we could all be besties and talk death and murder and drag race. I mean, yes. Yeah, I know that. I say yes. That's her life. And then if you throw in Bravo, then, oh, my gosh, yes. We're settled. Best friends. And you wouldn't be offended when I started talking in a draw because I've gotten some funny looks after listening to your podcast for two or three hours at work <laughs> when I literally can't keep the y'all from flying oh, out of my mouth. Sorry. But enough fangirling oh. for the moment. I love them. I know. Let's get to some of the, let's get to some of my shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's Please. get to you. Yes. That's what we're about. Mm-hmm. So we want. <laughs> I used to be super into John Edwards, that guy from Crossing Over and other <laughs> TV stuff. Yeah. I had read one of his books and he had talked to his mom about sending him signs when she passed. So we knew she was okay. And she ended up sending doves or images of doves. Freaking birds. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what she says. Um, oh, I thought you were saying that. <laughs> but I agree. That's my sentiment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and so when my grandfather had a stroke in his brain stem a couple of weeks after having a knee replacement, oh damn, I hoped against hope I'd ha- I'd get some sort of sign from him once he left. 
The funny thing I noticed when I got to the hospital was that before I saw him, all I could think was, I'm not ready for my grandpa to die. I can't deal with this. And then I went into the room and saw how the stroke had wrecked his body. And I grabbed his big toe and thought, yeah, you got to get out of here. This body isn't going to work for you anymore. I still felt sad, but I also felt not relief, but a feeling of this needs to happen. So understand. The hospital staff agreed and they switched him to hospice care, even though he stayed in the ICU. He didn't linger long. He had the stroke on Sunday and passed Tuesday morning. I thought about how desperately I wanted signs. Did I find them because I wanted to find them or because my grandpa wanted to give me what I asked for? Mm. I can't answer that, but I can tell you that I got three birds in three damn days. (laughs) Wow. When a patient is moved to palliative care at the hospital, my grandfather was at, they place a dove on the room number so the hospital staff knows that the patient is receiving end-of-life care. Mm. I found it so interesting that a dove was the image they chose. Yeah. But that seemed fairly easy to shrug off. Grandpa passed on Tuesday, and the viewing was on Wednesday. I think because we had an uncle from out of town who could only be there for a very limited time, so the viewing was pretty much immediate. Mm. At some point during the viewing, I was walking around and looking at the flowers and cards and planters around the room to distract myself. In one of the planters, there was a little plastic dove stuck to it into the soil. Into the soil. Bird number two. Mm. I definitely noticed, but I'm a really good rationalizer, so I filed it with, wouldn't that be nice? Hi, Grandpa, <laughs> if that's you. <laughs> I like that sort of casual. Yeah. yeah like wouldn't that. that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, well, if it's you, Grandpa, hi. Stop. That's so how I how I am with Even so now. many bird stuff. I'm just yeah. like, Dad, if that's you, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Love you. If that's Dad, thanks. Appreciate it. And then sometimes oh. it'll hit me real hard, but, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. We buried Grandpa on Wednesday, and I had a meal with the family and everything. But then I was real ready to get a break from all those people. I went over to a friend's house after. She was basically like a second mom, quote unquote, in parentheses, or a non shitty first one, whatever. Uh Oh, okay. And a good source of comfort. Yep. (laughs) So many layers. Uh One of the things we talked about was weather. Whether I should buy a car a friend of mine was selling. I didn't have a car at all yet, but I wanted to know if it was a good idea or not. I was in my 20s, but whatever. We're all on our own own timelines. Yeah. She often uses tarot cards and will pull one for guidance. So she pulled one for me. The Ace of Cups, which has a motherfucking dove descending (laughs) on it. Wow. (laughs) Three doves, three days. Wow. She said this card was auspicious too, so I went ahead and bought the car, that car, wrecked it in less than a month, and then had to make payments for about a year to a person whose car I no longer Damn owned. It. So it wasn't that auspicious, but I'll take it for the dove anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these could all be coincidences, but it would be so nice if they weren't. So that's where I hold them in my heart. Also, my grandpa was the kind of guy who showed affection through teasing oh love uh, it love it. that's how grandpa should be mm-hmm. you know he growl and chase the grandkids and startle us for fun since he's been gone for some reason i'll walk under garage lights or street lights and they'll flicker or go off i decided that must be grandpa still teasing so when it <laughs> happens now i smile and say hi to my grandpa Aww. if it's not him it's connecting to the part of me that still misses him and isn't this isn't that the same thing oh Absolutely. my god i love that yeah i'm gonna read that again I started. I decided that must be Grandpa still teasing. So when it happens now, I smile and say hi to Grandpa. If it's not him, it's connecting to the part of me that still misses him. And isn't that the same thing? Oh my gosh! 
So that's my quasi-funeral story about him. I also should tell you guys sometime about my mom and my aunt got into a fight over spreading the pal, pal, a big piece of fabric that goes over the casket at Catholic funerals. Oh, Paul. I didn't know about that. Okay, well, I, mean, I guess there's Paul bearers, so we'll go with okay. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Um, at my grandma's funeral a few years later, because even when I was thinking, are you bitches really doing this in a church, literally yeah. over your mother's dead body? They were. They were. <laughs> <laughs> also, my 15-year-old dog passed away several years oh, ago while gosh. I was out of the country for the first time. Oh, damn. Damn. And I got three signs again. But this is already a novel, so it doesn't sound boring. I'll send that, <laughs> that sometime to, trust me, not uh, boring. I hope you definitely yeah. <laughs> send. Meanwhile, here's how I've thought about grief for a long time. Okay. I tell myself the reason it hurts so badly when someone dies initially is because all the love that person held for you in their physical body has to find a place to go once that body can't be used anymore. So it goes into your heart in the spot where that person lives anyway. Now trying to force a whole bunch of love into a spot that needs to probably at least double and definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like trying to put on skinny jeans on, De- on December 26th. Uh, impossible. <laughs> you feel like everything is about to explode out everywhere and you can't imagine a time where you will ever look or feel right oh, again. God. But that space or that denim eventually stretches a little to where you start to feel like maybe you're not going to be cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good idea. Oh my gosh. She's so good. Love isn't something that ever goes away and I think there are times when you can feel the love of that other person growing inside you still it pushes at the edges and strains and it's probably never quite as intense or painful as it was at first but it still makes itself known from time to time yes it does but i think of the pain i'm feeling as love it feels like a way to honor that person and at least keep my love alive for them yeah fairy tale question mark maybe probably but it's a pretty way to look at it that gives me some meaning when shit doesn't make sense okay i've written a friggin novel i hope you find something in here that's speaks to you or gives you comfort i mean the whole damn thing (laughs) you guys have already done the same for me big loves angie angie's good angie that was a great a great one i don't know she should write yeah i feel like she probably does (laughs) she should write but like she should like (laughs) yeah i don't know professionally yeah Yeah. it's good i mean that was that was a great analogy oh my gosh i mean the love this real as fuck Uh (laughs) yeah or, or you just, you're like me where the skinny jeans just don't ever fit and you keep them on and then you don't, they don't loosen, they don't change or your emotions never calm down and you're just always hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> so either way, whatever. You're just always weird. trying to put on skinny jeans like yeah. your entire life. My entire life is trying to put on skinny jeans. It's not easy. <laughs> not easy. Uh, and then you just give up and wear dresses. <laughs> Basically. That's all I do. I, you, when was the last time you saw yeah. me in like actual pants? Not like pajamas. I mean, besides your leggings that you break out from recording days. No. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't happen. Right. All right. So we'll move on to the next one. Okay. Hi. My name's Liza. I'm very interested in pursuing a career in the death care industry. I was directed to your podcast from a user in a Facebook group for a different podcast, actually. Shout out Wine and Crime. Oh, cool. Yay. And was immediately hooked. Episode 5 really hit home with me when Marla spoke about her father who was an addict, so I thought I'd share my experience with my older brother. Daniel was about 13 years older than me, the second oldest of six kids, me being the baby. I was still a baby when he first started using drugs. Mm. He was an addict the entire time I knew him. There were periods when he was clean, of course, but they were always fairly short in comparison. 
However, it was during these times that I could see who my brother truly was. He was sensitive, caring, helpful, creative, loving. He was a good person. But it was very hard to remember this when he was using. In those times, he would steal, lie, yell. One of the really bad times, he attempted suicide in front of me because I wouldn't let him use my phone. Which, as you can imagine, caused me a great deal of guilt and trauma. Yeah. That's that manipulative addict behavior. Man. So in August of 2018, he was at a point where my mom had to kick him out because he was toxic and ultimately dangerous to have in the house. At the end of the month was my oldest sister's birthday. My mom decided to pick him up to attend. It was held at my mom's bar, and he quickly became incredibly drunk and obnoxious. Eventually, it was time for him to go. My mom asked me to ride with her, so I sat in the back seat with my headphones in to tune his slurring out. She dropped him off at a closed-down grocery store where his friend was supposed to pick him up. She left him with a big to-go box, so he had a meal for later. He got out mumbling and stumbling, and I waited for him to be a ways away before I moved to the front seat. I didn't acknowledge him at all, when usually I would at least hug him and tell him I loved him as a goodbye. Mm. Fast forward to my sister coming to my room that night to ask for the keys because, quote, Daniel might be dead. Oh, my God. And she needed to drive my mom to the police station to identify the body. It seemed like an eternity passed after that, but it was only a few hours. I heard noises from the living room, and when I walked in, I saw my sister and mom holding each other and crying. My sister saw me and just nodded, and I knew. Damn. Mm. Later on in the night, we had the truly horrific experience of seeing a post on Facebook where someone took pictures and recorded his dead body. Oh, my God. When he was found and with EMTs around. The last picture I saw of my brother was him laying on his back like he was sleeping, alone in front of an abandoned building, dead. Mm. Fuck people who take pictures and post things like that. Fuck that. Yeah. Amen. Fuck that. That's so fucked. God, some people. Yeah. I think all of my family had assumed his death was caused by an overdose or some health issue related to his drug and alcohol addictions. It felt like a slap in the face when we learned he had choked to death on the leftovers we had sent with him. What? It all seemed like a cruel joke. As much as I had prepared myself for his death because of his decreasing health and addictions, I was in no way prepared for him actually dying. For the grief and guilt and horror and relief and sorrow, nothing can really prepare you for losing someone so close to you. Anyway, this podcast is called Funeral Stories, so I'll end it with his memorial service. He was cremated. The service was held at my mom's bar. A lot of close friends and family brought food, which was very helpful because we have a big family. My mom's friend, who was religious, gave a short speech at the beginning of the service, and at the end of the speech, everyone took a shot. When my mom, when my family all arrived, we went to the jukebox and played the music we knew he loved. I wore my Sublime t-shirt with slacks because <laughs> that was one of his all-time favorite bands. My extended family got together to catch up on it catch up on things many people shared funny and embarrassing stories about daniel and laughed and cried Altogether, it was a very nice gathering and it helped to deal with the fact that he was really gone but there was still life to live for so many even at his darkest my brother never left any doubt that he loved his family with his whole heart and i can only speak for myself when i say and i can only speak for myself when i say i felt the same There have been times when I've felt his presence around me and my family as well, and I can only hope that wherever his energy or presence is, he is unburdened from his illnesses in life and is finally at peace. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. That was a real one to end on. Yeah. I mean, that's funeral stories. (laughs) Yeah. Liza, thank you for sharing. That's, um, that's tough. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. Wow. Well, that's what, when, when I hear about shit like this, I'm always like, 
what goes through their mind where they're like, this is a thing, not only do I want to fucking take a picture of, because why do you want that? Yeah. Especially when it's a stranger. Yeah. This is a thing I want to photograph and then post. Yeah. Like, if it I just, found a, a body, I wouldn't go posting it on the... No! Like, what is what is this world I would, that we're in? This I would, is so crazy. I, would, I don't know what I would do, but it wouldn't be posting a fucking picture of it. Or, like, even taking a photo of it. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I wouldn't... I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I'd fucking run and yeah. freak out or if I'd just stand there and be like, oh, my God, like, I'm looking at death. Like, oh, that's a mannequin. That's not a mannequin. Or, like, this... Yeah. yeah like, this is a person who was just alive probably mm-hmm. a little bit ago. Like, you don't take a fucking picture like why would you want to i don't know yeah anyway so i'm sorry wow. that some fucking asshole did that yeah for real let's just hope karma's real Mm-hmm. that's not nice either but still <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i'm with you yeah anyway so we're gonna wrap this one up yeah um but we have a lot more coming yeah so stay tuned so, for more listeners for more listener stories from funeral stories yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, we are not good. <laughs> we are not good at songs. How do we wrap this one up? Uh, don't post inappropriate things on social media because it all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Hey. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.